All right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Shadow Word Podcast, Episode 4, um, at the usually scheduled crappy time and crappy day for everybody. Uh, thanks for joining, everybody. Um, yeah, I know it's been a while, but we haven't had too much to talk about, and I've been super busy, IRL, so... But now we have lots to talk about, so we have quite a bit going on. So today we're going to cover a little bit of 10.07 and kind of what's coming this week and chat with people about that. And then most of the podcast we're going to be talking about like how 10.1 looks, how people feel about it, what are some you know common complaints or maybe things we're hoping to see them change before it goes live. We still have probably a bit before 10.1. Um, I think we're a lot of people are saying like late May mid-June, early June, something like that. So we'll see. But without further ado, let's just introduce my guests officially. Uh, you guys probably already have seen these guys if you've been around the Discord, but Ellie, how's it going? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well today. Thank you very much. Good. All right. We're going to get into it. I know you have, you're have you a resident no-mindster expert, so you got to help us on how to play keys in next season. So. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, and then we have Sailor with us as well. Sailor, how's it going? It's going okay. Are you going to make it? I, I feel bad. You you said you're really tired. Did I pick a bad time? No, I'm just tired away. It's fine. Okay. All right. Well, next time we'll do it at, uh, what's your usual degen hours? Like 6 a.m.? We'll do it then. <laughs> like 3 a.m., yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm fine for that as well, honestly. <laughs> um, Probably better for everyone that's watching, too. There you go. Perfect. Um, yeah, we'll just have everyone stay up really late. All right, so before we get into kind of 10.1, which is, I think, where a lot of the discussion will happen, um, Ellie wanted us to cover 10.07 briefly. Um, there are quite a lot of changes happening in 10.07, just not for Shadow Priest. Um, yeah. That's... So I don't know, like, I guess, like, as far as Shadow-specific changes, the only thing is bug fixing, right? So I think we have Void Eruption Damage Bug Fix, which is kind of like nothing. Um, shadowy apparitions will now deal insanity when they hit the target, not when they get generated, which was a fun one to find. And then the Nazoth bug, I think, is also fixed. I think a lot of people probably ran into the Nazoth bug on like council or whatever whenever you have two shadow priests running Nazoth, so that is th that is fixed as well. Um, I think that's it as far as bug fixes. Yeah, those are the only bugs that have been fixed. I'm kind of disappointed to see shadowy apparitions return to um, insanity generation on um, on hit compared to on cast because like you do waste a lot of insanity on yeah. ghosts that are just never going to hit targets because they die before they reach them. So I'm kind of mildly disappointed about that, but I also understand that in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of just a drop in the ocean really compared to the insanity the insanity that we do generate from ghosts right now. Yeah. Um, there's one other oh. bug, the Void Eruption bug got fixed. The yeah, um, we Four Bolts not two. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, just kind of like, I don't think anyone really noticed it. It was just kind of like a really random thing we found it's like in beta, and they were just like, why is it like this? Yeah, It was enough that it pushes DA to be ahead again, like by a decent margin, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like 0.6% like or something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's dumb math. Like, the, thing, I think the, thing that, the thing that, I guess, surprised me initially, but then when we found out what was happening in 10.1 didn't surprise me at all anymore, uh, Screams is still bugged. <laughs> Oh yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they they yeah, have decided that, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care because they're removing it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Screams of the Void currently on live, and then also on ten oh seven. If you're if you have Screams of the Void and Mental Decay, um, and you're pressing Mind Flay, you don't get any extra dot tick for Shadowed Pain. Um, Doesn't it like revert, like make it act like it's got no haste at all or something? It does some really weird stuff. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not like great. something to do with like 
increasing the tick rate of a spell while simultaneously extending it by one second every tick yeah just does does, does dumb math and blizzard hasn't worked out how to make that well, actually function but like properly. what's funny is like vampiric touch works <laughs> yes it's, it's not pain, like it's, only shadow of pain it's doesn't. just shadow of, yeah i don't i don't get it i don't i don't know how they messed it up like that but i think they yeah come 10.1 they were like all right we have to redesign shadow priest because we can't fix the screams bug so we're gonna uh, yeah, but our head kind is that's the entire reason they really that's, it was just screams yeah because now in screams for 10.1 just to go a little early they, they've changed it to where it's just a buff now so you, when you press devouring plague you get a buff for three seconds that increases the take rate yeah. of all your dots so yeah uh, funny enough do you know everything that was else that was bugged like mind mail shadowy insight mm -hmm. they basically fixed every single bug for shadow priest but they only like fixed one of the bugs by fixing it the rest they fixed by deleting the talents true actually yeah i we have our issue tracker in github i had to make a new label that's like this talent was deleted or like this this was deleted um or to yeah. be deleted right because it doesn't matter in 10.1 yeah it was Dude, great like we down to like three bugs on the tracker i think it's pretty nice yeah yeah we're down we're down a lot of bugs but we're also probably going to find a ton more oh i'm so yeah i'm sure I'm sure that's gonna be fun, but yes. Um, the other major thing coming in 10.07 will be the Onyx Annulet, which is a 404 to 424 24 eye level ring yeah. with various properties and effects that Blizzard are kind of touting as an item that the majority of players are going to get use or value out of throughout. <laughs> the run-up to season two however that does not appear to be the case with current tuning yeah so um if you guys played in was it bfa we had that punch card trinket um it's kind of similar to that where like the ring itself just has stamina and you can put three stones in them and each stone has like some like cantrip effect so like a damage proc or a shield proc or some utility thing um, but the important thing is the ring has literally no secondary stats. So yes. for anyone that likes secondary stats, particularly haste and mastery, they're like particularly not liking this ring. Um, yeah. some of the effects you can slot into the ring do scale off of like critical strike or versatility. I don't actually think sailor. I think you said this. There aren't any, I think that scale with haste. Um, no, none of them scale with haste. So basically no. us as like a haste mastery spec, at if you and, and each stone i forgot to mention can be upgraded so like they all have base levels and then you can upgrade them up to do more damage or whatever else it is so for us a fully upgraded 424 ring is still a dps loss um by like two or three percent um yeah it's like equivalent to like a 392 socket ring or something that was me being so generous it's like... actually it's much lower than that i was just trying to make it yeah i think it's more like 370 or 360 <laughs> it's about 360 yeah 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 because I, I know devastation evoker it's like 369 or something as well so like i just like stats that things. scale well with stats just do not want this ring at all yeah i just wanted it's to cut our losses because like aoe versus single target there's a bit of difference so i was just like eh, yeah screw it 392 just to be clear it's it's, it's also worth mentioning that none of the stockets none of the gems that you can put in the ring that provide a dps increase provide any amount of stats at all right. they are all just proc do damage in some convoluted or non-convoluted way yeah so, so yeah yeah there's Man. some pros and cons to the design of the ring the major pro to the design of the ring 
it comes alongside its like universality that everybody is going to be using this thing mm. ideally like everybody is going to have access it. to it yeah yes um and while we want stats for gameplay feel mm. and just the fact they are more valuable to us when you look at items for the whole player base it generally it can be quite good at times to make the power on them not stats and in fact something that doesn't scale with anything really and is not a percentage of a player's skill expression yeah i mean we've we've had that in the past right like like essences you could argue were kind of like that where we all had the same essences in bfa and that yeah kind of thing. and like a decent chunk of your damage was just like procs that you couldn't control yeah. but were high enough frequency that they didn't have massive variance yeah. And you just had like, oh, so like 15% of a person's damage is just set in stone. They don't have to play well to get that. And I think for items that are going to the entire player base, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, um, and it's, it's the end of the season. So I think they, they were they were hoping to give people some kind of like catch-up stuff to get them into season two. Or just have give people some form of content to do and farm while we wait for 10.1. Um, yeah. So now that that all being said, it is kind of suspicious. They've made comments that the ring will be used by the majority of the player base. Um, Obviously, the majority of the player base is not doing a plus 20 key every week in Mythic rating, right? No. Um, But they have also said uh, that they expect it to be replaced by Mythic Aberus items. Yeah, so it does kind of feel like what they're saying and kind of what we're seeing in how it works don't really match. Yeah. So there's certainly a possibility that the rings get buffed. So keep your yes. eye out on that. It's probably still worth it for you. I mean, especially if you just like want something to do, like it does like the con- there is content there. It's not like they just give you the ring and all the stones fully upgraded. So you can't yeah, do it I- just for fun anyways. Um, and then you can farm gear for alts and everything. So yeah. I th- yeah. I think my major concern with the design of the ring is that if they want players, there's, well, there's two very big concerns I have with it, I guess. If they want everyone to be using it for the remainder of this season, then they need to reconcile with the fact that it's currently a DPS loss of equivalent to like 50 item levels for some specs, and it's already like a 5 to 10 eye level DPS gain for a couple of specs. Right, and that's so, what I was saying earlier. Like when they make some of these effects scale with crit, scale with versatility, well, if you're a spec like Outlaw Rogue that's already stacking those stats. The ring is just better for you than other people. So, yes. yeah, the design's kind of yeah. weird. And I think in general, like, it's never fun losing haste, especially as yeah, a class that's, like that's Shadow. My, so, yeah. yeah. That's my other major concern is, like, upgrades should feel good. Yeah. And acquiring this item as an upgrade, if it were an upgrade, currently wouldn't feel good. Yeah. Because it makes your spec play worse for a bunch of damage procs <laughs> you can't control. Yeah, and I think, like, I was also kind of interested when they first announced it, where it's like, oh, maybe this is actually a utility ring for us. You know, maybe we just say screw it and then just socket some, um, like, shields, the, procs in there. I, or I think the, the, damage lo- but... the damage loss of losing 1,200 secondary stats is just enormous. Yeah, it's like 6 or 7%, I think, wholesale. Like, if you, if you don't yeah. have any, yeah. like, DPS procs in the ring and you're just doing, like, a pure defensive thing, you're taking, like, a 6 or 7% hit to damage, which... It's... It's also yeah. not like Shadow was particularly squishy in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like, oh, that could be a nice thing to use like for very occasional yeah. stuff, but it doesn't seem like there it's is, fit for that. There is potentially one combo for that ring that is unethical and like very, very strong, 
but I haven't been able to get the one gem to test it. There's a gem that states whenever you stand still for three seconds, you'll gain a shield. If that, if that gem does not have an internal cooldown and you can cancel the shield, you can trigger the other gem that says whenever you gain an absorb shield, deal damage in an area. But the problem is that gem is melee range only. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even I mean, know if I... So that like is one potential combo that does a lot of damage if it works, but it probably doesn't work. I just haven't been able to that I mean, Even if that does work, that sounds like the sort of thing that Blizzard will squash immediately if they catch if they catch wind of it. Yeah, it's like 9,000 DPS or something like that. Just by yeah. doing that. I think people. I think Blizzard would squash that pretty quickly if they realized. So yeah, I mean, um, TLDR though, I think 1007 doesn't really have a whole lot going on for Shadow. A couple bug fixes. There's a ring to farm if you really want to, but really not usable yeah. by anyone that has any existing stat ring yeah. for the most part so what do we think blizzard should do if they do want to achieve their goals of make the ring usable i i don't i actually don't want them to i think i, I would I rather mean, I, them, don't want, I don't want them to either. i'd rather I them, them just scrap it take the yeah. learning take the take the l from this and just move on in my opinion Agreed. i think cantrip effects like the ring that they've added here that should be exclusive to trinkets i think Doing it like this, where you're losing this many stats on an item, just feels horrible. And I think the yes, the punch card trinket was a much better design because of that. If that makes sense, because then you're Actually, weighing I mean, the, it against other cantrip effects. Yeah, but the punch card trinket also had stats on it uh, because your yellow card was yeah. stats. Yeah, but again, that's what I mean. Like, I don't. But that's like I, I don't think it matters as much when it's on a trinket slot. I guess is my point. I think I'd agree. I tend to agree. Like trinkets, people are like kind of used to um, like. The understanding that your stats on your trinket kind of ebb and flow based on what you've got and kind of how the expansion progresses. Like, whereas yeah. rings are rings and jewelry are just known for being like the majority of your secondary stat budget. Yeah. And it feels good that you have them optimized. So losing all of that stats just feels really, really counterproductive to like the idea of gear progression to me. Yeah, and, um, and again, it's an in-between season thing. It's not like this is like a core progression system within a season, and they they've already mentioned no. that it's going to be. They're not extending it right in season two. Yeah, no, I think I think so. we're kind of more speaking about feedback for the future when they sure. consider systems like these in the systems like I, these to tide things over. I don't necessarily consider the ring a failure, no matter what happens with it. I think it's actually a, a fairly decent piece of side content for those that do world content. Agreed. Not everybody does raid. Yeah. No, I do agree. Like, I agree. The, I agree. The, the power level could be slightly off, given it's going to be worse than like like 380 eye level rings for a lot of specs. Yeah. However, well, again, that kind of at the end of the day, the... this ring is still going to be fine content for people that do not enter actual endgame content. This will yes. give them something to do for several weeks. There might be achievements to obtain, but the rings, I haven't checked. There's that sort of content available. And therefore, yeah. I don't think it's an abject failure, even if we won't use them. And I think that's better that we don't use them. I'd, because I'd, as soon I'd, as I'd, us endgame players use items like this that are not potentially meant for us, it ruins it. For sure. Yes, I'd agree. I'd also say that um, that kind of ties back into the fact that it's loads of cantrip procs, because like in open world content, or players who are doing open world content with ID with arguably unoptimized gear and no particular desire to optimize their uh, gameplay, are going to get more out of something that just provides a fixed amount of flat damage than something they would have to play around or would augment the gameplay that they already have, I guess. Yeah, and I think, like, it's cool that they make content that isn't for everyone. Like, that's okay. Like, you know, yeah. like, if, if, yes, if we I just can, throw our hands yeah. up and it's like, yep, this 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 ring's not made for, for me. That's cool. Like, I have no, no yeah. issue with that. As I, I hope people have fun with it, so... Agreed. Um, I just have concerns when Blizzard's in, when Blizzard's recent interviews are saying that everyone yeah. should be using this until 
somewhat into season two yeah and then my alarm bells are going off yeah we'll, we'll see and also i guess even if that's not the case having an item that scales up to 424 item level but is still somehow worse than 360 370 eye level rings gives a very warped idea of gear progression and is generally just teaching players bad habits from the get-go yeah that's fair yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where it ends up. It comes up this week, so yeah, who knows? They might buff the crap out of it. We'll see. They might do, and if they do, I hope they do it by adding stats to it. I hope they like yeah. do the thing with um, the the legendary ring from the last patch of Legion that everybody got, where it just like split oh, yeah. between three stats, like sure. um, Hey Script Mastery. Either they either they let us pick the stats like they did on the punch card, or they just give us an equal equal amount of the three major stats. I doubt it. Screw verse, but... screw verse, nobody cares. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, let's, I think I, I don't think they're going to spend a whole lot of time on it because I think really the main focus for them yeah, internally no. is 10.1. So let's kind of dive into that. I'll go to Sailder first on this just to kind of give – let's just talk like initial impressions with it. I know they've – we've kind of talked a lot and given feedback in our posts, but just kind of curious, Sailder, on your thoughts. Like just in general, do you think the rework is going uh, – the, the, the next rework for Shadow is headed in the right direction or kind of just – uh, general high-level feedback on it? Yes and no. I think the general direction that the class is moving in is a generally a positive direction. I think as a whole, the class is going to be getting better and more focused. The focus there is the important part for me, mm -hmm. because the class currently in 10.0 is divided into so many different directions that there isn't really any cohesion or coherence in the, in the talents in the tree, or even the builds we play. Nothing makes sense. So the direction going forwards is better for this. It's, it's, it's significantly better. Everything is more directed. However, I still have concerns with some of the things. Mobility is still possibly going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of back to the days of 9.1 and 9.0, if anyone remembers that the Shadow Priest experience from, um, from Shadowlands, where we basically only had Devouring Blade to move. It's similar to that, but we do have Death now, so it's not quite as bad. And so... Uh, and based on that, like my feedback initially when we first saw this wasn't overly positive. The movement was really bad. It was really clunky to play, and it it didn't feel quite there in that first iteration. But then they released the uh, the, the update a week later, which mm -hmm. changed the cooldown on death, and that genuinely solved so many problems with this spec for me that it feels so much better to play now. Is that is that just the cooldown on death, or do you think that's also just the death speaker death. as well? And death speaker, I guess. Oh, and death speaker. Death, death speaker and death. It, it, it's actually death speaker. Quite a lot of it is death speaker. Yeah. Death speaker procs are so valuable for movement, as well as they, they're also something that's helping the direction of, of the spells. I've complained in the past that Dark Ascension did not have any proper things supporting it. It increased direct damage. We just didn't have direct damage spells. Now we have Mind Spike Insanity, and we have Death Speaker procs. And by God, do Death Speaker procs hit really hard during yeah. Dark Ascension. I've had 190k crits in DA. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is much it's higher just... than any other direct damage spell we have in the kit. Right? Yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah. Okay, so overall, you think going in the right direction, there's just some things they need to iron out, basically. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It just needs to fix a couple of things. Okay. Okay, Ellipsis, how yeah. about you? You kind of in the same boat, or...? Um... I was more pessimistic than Zelda from the beginning, okay. I have to be honest. Yeah. Because while I think this is a philosophical improvement, the actual day-to-day -day button pushing for me personally has seen a decrease in quality. Personally. And is that from losing Surge of Darkness or what specifically? Lug 
losing Surge of Darkness is a massive part of that. Yeah. And also just a general dislike of Mind Spike Insanity as a thing. Sure. Because I think that um, in this sort of attempt to prevent players from using Mind Spike and Mind Flay in the same build, they've been left with two filler spells that no longer have any genuine distinguishing qualities besides potentially the damage amp from Dark Ascension. Yeah. Mind Flay has always felt like an iconic spell to me mm. in Shadow, and not casting it at all seems like a flavor failure from me personally. Because now currently, Especially even if you had Mind Spike, you you would only ever get Mind Flay and Sanity Procs, right? So you would still always weave yes. both. And but, and you, but, in ra that. but in raid single target, especially when you're relatively geared, I'm saying relatively geared because when we move into Season 2, like, as geared as we are now, that's the baseline in Season 2. Mm -hmm. Things are only going to get more smooth from here on out. You cast Mind Flay and Sanity so much that it barely feels like you aren't Mind Flaying. I guess if that makes sense. For like, sure. Yeah, we have a lot of. You always fit one flip, one insanity between your plagues. You're pretty consistent with that. And between mindfully insanity feeling good to press, surge of darkness procs being available, and how busy and active the rotation is already, you don't really necessarily find yourself in the situation where you end up hard casting a bad filler, be it mind spike or mindfully. Yeah. So, so I'm so... not really on board with their philosophy of how they've decided to solve that because now we're just hard casting mind spike even more often it just has the word insanity on the end <laughs> yeah so let's let's kind of dive in deeper to mind spike versus mind flay so i think for those that didn't see like specifically in 10.1 they've said all right mind spike is now a talent that does give you damage when you take it and fully replaces mind flay on the tree and anything that works with Mind Flay now also works with Mind Spike, which was direct feedback that we gave them. Um, to compensate, or like in addition to that, like, like you mentioned, they removed Surge of Darkness, which was the main reason we picked it to begin with. Um, and then they also, like I said, they buffed the damage. So talenting Mind Spike is a damage increase just by itself, hard cast over Mind Flay, which is not how it is right now on live. I think they're like basically even. Um, basically, even I think the interactions with various talents, specifically manipulation, yes. push it over the edge. Although manipulation it's, used to, but then they put flay on that as well. Both, yeah. It's actually in flay's favor on live currently. When you add up interactions, or you just saying base? Just baseline, but also the yeah, interaction is help flay yeah, more you need, than you need mind melt to make you press mind spike right now. Yeah. Yes, you do. So, but then then they're saying, okay, well, if you're gonna spend a talent point, we need to make it worth spending that point, right? So I guess that's why they buffed it. Um, but in turn, in sale, they're kind of pitched this over to you because, like, we we've been doing some early stuff with builds, um, and it seems like mind spike's going to be used quite a lot. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um, basically, mind spike is not necessarily always better, but mind spike insanity is. Mm. So, whether that's a balanced turn, because going back to what Ellipsis said a minute ago, the the difference between mind flay insanity and mind spike insanity isn't big enough of a distinction. To make it like a gameplay choice, there it's just yeah. mind spike insanity does effectively. Okay, let me go. Let me explain how surge of insanity now works. So surge of insanity upgrades mind spike to be a very very hard hitting spell, 
Alternatively, it upgrades Mindflay to be the old Mindflay Insanity we're used to, which takes two globals. Mindspike Insanity is a single global, and it has all the damage and insanity in one GCD. So that is eight insanity versus the 12 for two globals on Mindflay Insanity. That means that the proc is worth four insanity for both cases. However, it takes two globals with an MFI and one with a Mindspike Insanity. The MFI does more damage over two globals, but it is not significant enough. Now, why does that matter, and how does that tie into our rotation? The answer is death. Now that we have Shadow Word Death, we have a lot of spells in our rotation that just aren't going to be filler. Mm. They aren't going to be bad. Therefore, we just don't have the time to press Mindflay Insanity all the time, which is why we yeah. take Mind Spike Insanity. Not only that, but Mind Spike Insanity is an instant cast spell. It is buffed by Dark Ascension, and that is a very big positive in the current state of the game because that's for the cooldown we're using. Wait, Mind Spike so, Insanity is Mind Spike Insanity isn't instant. Sorry, what death is. Sorry, no, it's a cast. I meant it's a cast, not the channel. Sorry, yeah. uh, that's mis misspoke. But all of the, this means it's buffed. It's buffed by Dark. It's, it's a direct, direct damage spell. I think what he was getting at. Yes, yeah. I think. Um, but so there needs to be to try and get closer to what Ellipsis wants. I think there needs to be a more obvious distinction between Mindflay insanity and Mindspike insanity to give me a reason to not just talent Mindspike always. I think essentially something like you make Mindspike insanity instant cast. But less damage. You make the Mind's Flay Insanity do the same damage per global as a Mind's Flay Insanity, but it's not instant cast. So if you know you can get away with being rooted to the ground more, free, more often, you can play Mind's Flay Insanity and do more damage. Or if the fight needs mobility, you, you need mobility on something like a Terrorist fight right now, for example, you take Mind's Flay Insanity and it will end up being more damage, even though it less is actually less damage. Because yes, the mobility will save you over time. But also, that also frees up talent points you wouldn't be putting into Mind Spike mm. to put into other damaging passives to kind of like. And this would provide well. a more interesting build, like for diversity and, and and more choice for a player. If you think you are good enough as a player to get away with playing MFI and it would do more damage, yeah. you can play it. I think that would be healthy for the game. However, that's not how it currently works, and that's that this is one of my problems with Surgeon and Sanity in its current design mm -hmm. and. It's not quite what Ellipsis said earlier, but it is like half of what he said earlier, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my, my issues are less mechanical and more flavor. And flavor as well. Yeah. I mean, I still but, dislike the lack of movement and stuff, like losing Surge yeah. of Darkness, because Surge of Darkness was such a fluid movement ability. It didn't, it didn't yell at you, press me now. I don't care if you don't need to move right now, press me now. Mm -hmm. yes. Which a lot of other procs do. It kind of. That isn't give you a lot of freedom and flexibility. One really nice thing about the new stage of Insanity is it's stacked to two. It feels yes, really good. True. Yeah, and if they made the the spike, uh, Mind Spike Insanity instant cast, like that would be massive for movement, for sure, and mobility. Yeah, I mean, they could not the damage down as well. And point. you can bank yeah. up those charges, not to three, but at least to two. Um, yes. And similar lines, you know, if, if we are talking about mobility, you know, they could also make MFI castable while moving as well, which I know a lot of people would love. Maybe that's too broken. I, um. I think I think you have to I think you have to either do one or the other. I don't think that Maybe. I think that if you give them both mobility options, you've once again kind of removed the distinction between why you would play one over the other. Yeah. The other suggestion that's like, been floating around with kind of making Dark Ascension feel I think more impactful, they could also make that part of Dark Ascension as well, where pressing DA makes your direct damage spells instant cast. Um, or something like and that. That would be um, ludicrous. Honestly. Well, well, they could, or maybe just do it for Mind Spike. You know, I don't know. Um, some way to give it yeah. synergy. And, and the other thing too is like, what are we actually getting 
out of having mind spike on the tree if you if you think if you're get rid of that's, the damage that's kind of my for a second like, right that, yeah that's kind of my underpinning concern is like yeah why is it what there? is the point of this spell yeah because like today it was there primarily for surge of darkness right so now that we don't yeah. have that you know what like why why is it there <laughs> Yeah, um, I think we've kind of we've kind of covered the major elephant in the corner with regards to Shadow going forward. But I guess like, do we have any other concerns about the talent tree in general? Oh, just a few. Uh, layout, <laughs> several about layout. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, let's let's cover dot management fine. first. I think that one's probably something. Okay, that's fine. That's the hot button topic. I think there's there's some development there. So, I think, you know, for for people that don't currently play without Mindseer on live. I think one of the biggest downsides with dropping Mindseer in any environment in AoE on live is dot management, right? Where you do have to kind of think about how and when you're dotting targets in AoE. Um, maybe it's a case of like having to cast more hard casted vampiric touches as the tank is pulling, and then you kind of like shadow crash halfway to get you enough of the way there. But that playstyle is something that I think a lot of people are not playing with today on live, but will have to do more of in 10.1. So Ellipsis, you want to kind of talk a little bit about how you feel about the dot management and kind of how that's changing now that we, you know, um, we don't have Seer yeah, anymore for sure. So that's not an option, but they did change yeah. Shadow Crash to be a 20 second cooldown. So is that enough? Yes. Um, in a sense of dot management, yes in a sense of gameplay flexibility and having options for the variety of situations that come up in dungeons no yeah yeah i, um, I think i agree say, say more i think that right now um i play a lot of mythic plus dungeons around the 25 to 26 level so i'm not like bleeding edge but i'm pushing pretty high and you're kind up of there yeah. doing decent keys yeah um you ideally should be finding uh, use for both like the Steelers build and the Mindseer build, depending on dungeon and key level at that level. Mm -hmm. Because there are pros and cons to both, but they're not as cut and dry as you'd want them to be when looking at lower level keys. In lower level keys, I would suggest running Mindseer pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, the thing Mindseer does, that oh, besides just a little bit, besides just more AoE damage, is it kind of guarantees that every dot you are every dot that gets applied by either hardcast vampiric touch or shadow crash is going to remain on that target until the end of the pull that is like the major draw of mindset with mental decay specifically with mental decay but yeah but yeah. You, yes you always have mental decay when you're playing mindset in aoe this is the other big draw of having mindset is you have a button that hits everything in the pull if it's stacked yes <laughs> if it's stacked yes yeah. but if it's stacked is generally not a concern when you're looking at the, the size of pulls where that's a relevant um, kind of factor. We're talking like the triple pull at the start of Algathar Academy. If you're doing a particularly uh, spicy double pull at the start of Knockout Offensive, um, any pulls involving large amounts of like expendable mobs that you get in various keys, um, Obviously, we're getting a new dungeon set in season two, so like not being able to do the Algathar tree pull very well is kind of moot. Right. But there are going to be situations that come up that are going to be very similar to that throughout Brackenhide Hollow, and probably um, Naltharian's Lair, given how we used to pull that back in the days in Legion. 
Right. Um, so there's kind of two problems, right? The one is they did give us 20 second shadow crash, which is barely enough to sustain our 21 second yes. dots, right? Yes. So, if you have if you have eight tar if you are in combat with eight things, you will have them dotted all the time. Yep. But what it's the not giving you is that kind of flexibility with, you know, if you add a target or you have more than eight targets or you know, let's say something moves or what or whatever it is. Like you're you're losing yeah, that kind it's... of flexibility and you do now have to consciously think about dots more than we do today with the Mindseer build. Yeah. Um the comparison I would, I no. would make I yeah, I'd say no as well, but I, the comparison I would kind of semi make is um to the other major dot spec in the game currently, which is Affliction Warlock. Okay. Um, which think a lot about the majority of their dots and think about a lot of dot and a lot of their good high damage, high efficiency five to seven target AoE is focused on good dot management and like juggling everything and playing well. But they also have the ability to just mindlessly spam Sea of Corruption to do semi-efficient damage on lots of targets if the GCD investment for multi-dotting isn't there. Mindseer was our Seed of Corruption equivalent in that sense. It sure. was something to press when the target count exceeded the number you could realistically dot for relevant value. Uh, losing the ability to do damage to anything at all in AoE without having applied dots to it is a pretty major concern, frankly, uh, yep. going forwards. Yeah, because I, I think, think there's, that... there's a line there, right, of like, either dots are easy to spread, but they don't really do a lot of damage, right? Because they activate our AOE damage with Psychic Link or whatever. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Psychic Link is such a powerful tool that dots do a lot of damage by proxy. Frankly, for Shadow. Well, but, but I think like that's the point of, of saying like it is the you can't do AOE damage without them, right? And I think that's yes. that's kind of the line of saying like, well, if that's where we're at, you know, you do specs... it should be easier to to manage dots, right? Yeah, the specs effectively target cap to eight unless you're willing to look into the pros and cons of spending multiple globals on Pembroke Touch during an AoE pull. Which is a casted spell, which I think is the other thing if you look at other specs, right? I was saying like having to sit there and hard cast VT over and over isn't the same as like a balanced druid, for example, or a warlock just having it as an instant cast button, you know, from a mobility yeah, perspective. I'd say that's a relevant thing, but like probably not the biggest concern in terms of like how the pulls at how um, AoE actually plays out. I think the GCD investment is still much more important than the fact it's instant on cast or not. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I, these concerns I actually haven't had. I tested it on PTR and I did not actually have these issues. I mean, I don't think they're issues per se. I think it's more that a toolkit feels incomplete if it doesn't have a mass AoE button like every other spec in the I, entire game does. I actually think it's fine. Like, yeah. the spec does not necessarily need one. Um, it would be nice to have, but we don't necessarily need one with the 20 seconds from Shadow Crash. We can meet basically every single kind of damage type pattern now, unless for some reason the ads are spawning more frequently than 20 seconds. That is quite rare. That now, is incredible. Sometimes, right? I don't, I don't think there's, sometimes there's more monsters spawn than eight. Yeah. Yes. And like that, in those cases, in raid, those ads are normally not relevant. So yes, we can't pad fully, we can't hit every single monster, mm -hmm. but our damage is so efficient currently that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's okay. Yes, now, I, think I think that's the thing. Shadow has traded like this ability to handle dungeons? like large amounts of AoE for just this disgusting level of damage efficiency. 
So now in dungeons as well, there isn't any issues with pulling over eight mobs either that I've run into. On, for example, the freehold calls that go over eight targets, you have time to just cast three or four vampiric touches, and that yeah. completely solves your rotational issues. Not only that, but you cast vampiric touches manually on the enemies that have the highest amount of HP, so those will be alive for the entire pull. So when you shadow crash, you're going to refresh on them. Potentially, yeah. depending on how many you've cast, it will refresh on those targets, and you will have dots on the big guys for longer than some of the small guys, which ends up fixing some of the issues that people have. You are going to throw probably two shadow crashes per pack. You'll throw one on one on one pull and one 20 seconds in. You're not likely to throw a third. That's 40 seconds. At that yep. point, the pack should be nearly dead. So after, as you approach that 40 second mark, sometimes some monsters will live longer than 40 seconds, especially in scrappy pub keys. That is that's understandable. However, yeah. if you have cast your you're expected three casts or whatever, four casts of pre-casted VT, and you've targeted them properly, you will have dots on those big enemies still. They will last yes. for 10 seconds, and you will be fine. Now, if you have to manually refresh again, it's also fine. Manual refreshing isn't the end of the world, especially as the pack is dying. After every single monster is basically dead, and you're down to just two or three target cleave, manually casting a vampiric touch is not a massive damage loss. Yeah, I You know. need to have a crash for your next yes. one. I agree. I agree with everything you've said with current tuning and with like how the dungeons are playing out currently. I also find that what you've said um, is pretty similar to my experience playing without Mindseer in live keys right now. Obviously, with a little bit less um, consistency on having Shadow Crash available for pulls yeah. or being able to double crash in pulls and not gimp myself for the next pull. Usually, yeah. that's okay. Um, yeah, it's basically live, but you have more flexibility on Shadow Crash just because it has a lower yeah. cooldown. And I mean, if you can That's play Sealus, if you can play Sealus on live now, which you can, just not necessarily advised in. Yeah, I just, of I just don't know like how much of the player base is gonna be in that same boat. Like, I know it's possible. Yeah, I'd agree. I, know you, I think I know you can do it. It's doable. I'm just wondering, like, is there yeah, or should Sealus... there be a different answer here where it's like Sealus Shadow Crash two targets? Or mental decay I, working in AOE, right? Like right now, we're not I really don't. prioritizing mental decay as a point. But if it le at least worked in AOE, it could be the answer for some of those mental players or some feel, of those situations, right? Yeah, mental I, decay feels really out of place right now with the current state of Shadow in 10.1. Yeah. I think there's issues with dark extinction in general now. I don't think it's got much value at all. Mental decay yeah, it's got or direction. However, I don't think that the weaker players, shall we say, are actually going to have that much of an issue. They may have some problems because you're going to have to shadow crash on pull. And my recommendation for that kind of player is you make a weak aura that will, like, say, for example, meow at you when shadow crash comes off cooldown. If you yeah. if you have slight cognitive like problems and you can't focus, make a make something that focuses for you. Make it remind yeah. you that you need to shadow crash because the gameplay is easier to some degree. There is some complexity now on the rotation that wasn't there previously. However, if you just throw Shadow Crash and you do your single target rotation, you're going to do more damage now than you ever did before. Mm -hmm. As long as yeah, you just throw I, Shadow Crash I, and cooldown. I tend to agree, yes. Um, I'm more so just concerned about how overly reliant on the Vampiric Touch being active we are for doing any kind of AoE damage or, at all, or regardless of how easy it correctly. is to apply. <laughs> Crap, crashes going into the ceiling, not with Z-axis yes. problems. Yeah, I don't know. That's why. That's where my thing is. Like, I, I do kind of wish you had a choice, maybe between, you know, you could have the shadow crash style that we have currently with ten one, or there was some alternative play style that you could do with 
mental decay working in AoE that actually didn't even require you to play like that. And you could, you know, just cast dots yeah, really, manually and I refresh it with the spirits, right? What, or whatever. I think what we're all kind of hammering home at the moment is just like, there seems to just be one way to play Shadow right now, regardless of whether it's single target or AoE. Yeah. That's fair. I think there could be more ways. I, I would have much preferred a multi-charge Shadow Crash. I think it would have been much yeah. healthier for the game. Because I don't actually think that giving us permanent docked up time from a single spell was actually the correct decision. I don't think that is actually healthy for the game. Especially I, with how I tight would, it is for some people. I would yes. absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean, 30 second Shadow but, Crash, two charges. Like, the skill, I think the skill expression that you would get from that would be really fun to play with, I think. Yeah, I would also agree with that too. Especially now it's a two-pointer yeah. talent. I don't know. It feels really lackluster for two points compared to what we have on live. So, um, Okay, so I think where we landed with dot management, just to sum it up, it's fine right now, right? Like, it, it's playable. It's passable. Um, could it be better? Obviously, I mean, a lot of things could be better. But, like, that's kind of where we're at. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say it's yeah. above average. Like, I, I would say that there is nothing to be particularly concerned about with the design of it but yeah. for most people. I There is possibly issues with this, like, right shot in chat just now just mentioned, placing all of our damage behind a spell that is ground target may not be received by like, well, the casual player base. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shadow Crash is friendly. Shadow Crash is annoying to you. Shadow Crash yeah. has a travel time. <laughs> Shadow Crash is slightly confusing. It hits lampposts. It hits trees. It hits everything. It's not great. To have your damage Shadow, crashing, Shadow, crashing up a hill. Shadow crashing up a hill is also, or up and down hills is Stairs. also notoriously difficult. Yeah. And I think there is kind of yeah. two problems here, right? Is that like, we are very reliant on Shadow Crash. And at the same time, Mental Decay is super undervalued right now. Um, yeah. It, I don't see the point of it really at this so point. So they could probably address both of those with, with a certain change. So hopefully there's enough time there. Because I do think it's worth kind of seeing what they can do better in both cases. So. Yeah, um, I think we also mentioned one thing about... Uh, we mentioned that Shadow Crash has been split into two talents as well. Um, yeah. There's a talent to make it a, a spell, and there's a talent to make it relevant, it feels like, at this point. Yeah, I don't know like why you would ever only take the first point in Shadow Crash, especially now that they also... So they've lowered its cooldown to 20 seconds, but then to compensate, they nerfed its damage by 70%. Um, so yeah, I don't know if there's ever a use case for just having that like one point in Shadow Crash, you know? Um Feels like they were they were just trying to fill out our tree, but yeah. Yeah, there's kind of a, there's kind of a uh, theme across the entire talent tree, really, of taking a talent we already of taking a talent that we don't use away, then splitting a talent we do use in half and replacing the old talent <laughs> with half of the current talent. Yeah, they've point, done it point with budget is, Shadow Crash. Yeah. They've done they've, they've done it with Shadow Crash. They've done it with um. The third, shadowy, um, shadowy insight, shadowy insight. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it just generally doesn't feel good. So, so, be... so let's talk about pathing then. I think that's probably the next big thing we want to bring up. I know Sailor's talked a lot about this in the past. Let's kind of just start like top down about talent tree pathing in ten point one. Um, yeah. So in the top section, Sailor, what are your? I think in general, nothing's really <laughs> changed, right? Or if anything, it's gotten worse. No, it's, it's got worse. Um, yeah. it's gotten it's way worse. worse literally, it's way, it's <laughs> so, way worse. So, previously, you could be a hipster and not take mind-searing keys, which yep. let you have the either option of intangibility or mental fortitude. And just due to the relative benefits of playing the mind-sealer's playstyle, which was, you know, improved mobility and stuff like that, 
it ended up not being a DPS loss realistically in AoE to play the Mindsailer's build because it gave you better flexibility on movement. Sure. That gave you effectively the ability to spec into a defensive for free. Now, the, the, how much damage your Gospel gain is here or there, it doesn't really matter anymore, and we're losing that, that anyway. But being able to access intangibility, mental fortitude in certain keys, especially at the 25 to 26 level where Ellipsis is at, is really big. Now, on the current tree, you can't do that. You're gonna have you have Thought Harvester, Psychic Link, and Search of Insanity. All three of those are insane damage increases. Like Thought Har and not only that, not only the insane damage increases, but the weakest one is probably Thought Harvester, which is the Mind Blast charge. But like, you can't drop it. The Shadow Crash is behind that. You need Shadow Crash for keys. Yep. So yeah. you're trapped. You have to take all three, no matter what happens. And that means you just can't get a defensive upgrade without losing damage at the bottom of the tree. And due to how Watchfree layout ends up working at the bottom of the tree, we don't have spare points. We'll get to that in a bit. But that basically means we end up moving at the middle of the tree. It doesn't quite... like You can't really move a point. So... You're tight. It really, you don't have points. It's really it sucks. like it comes back to Blizzard's, Blizzard's sort of refusal to put Shadow Priest's unique utility in the class section of the tree where utility is supposed to go for fear of discipline and holy getting hold of something that makes no thematic sense for them <laughs> or is too powerful. Yeah. Which is strange given that Blizzard have also made retribution specific changes in the retribution class tree to allow them to get abilities that used to be in their spec tree. I, I do think this is so, a relatively easy solve though, right? Like all they need to do is make silencer dispersion baseline. And if, yes, and if they do um, that, or spirits or, 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 spirits, or spirits, yeah, just... basically pick one thing in this top section and make it baseline. And then you have that kind of quote unquote free utility you have point. one you have you have one point of flexibility at that point yeah. which can go into either mental fortitude and tangibility or last word psychic horror i mean heck having a psychic link baseline sorry continue. yeah sure yeah but yes but like pretty much like it's just it doesn't feel good to have the top of the tree be so full of mandatory points that you can't get because of pathing issues further on down the tree i will say that the thematic links throughout the tree are at least vaguely more consistent at this point. Yeah, so I think you that's more in the bottom section, like, right? Yeah, you don't feel like you're picking AoE to get single target and vice versa, mainly because everything does everything now, which <laughs> yeah. is another kind of concern potentially for some people. Okay, but, so let's let's yes. talk about the middle section then, because I think this is probably where in my opinion we have the biggest issues. I don't know, it's, it's hard. I, I guess I don't know, it's all kind of weird, but um, in the middle section, and I have it on, on stream as well, just kind of the image that I posted in the past, but we have quite a lot of these quote, take all the time points now. Um, and there's really not a whole lot of flexibility here. So Sailor, I, I don't know if there's like a particular thing you want to cover on the middle section. I know like there's a couple weirdness of like how they path into the bottom section that we think is weird, but yeah, anything that stands out to you? Um... There's, so there's some good news, actually, for the middle section of the tree. I changed the APL in the last couple of days and found something really interesting. Okay. Shadow Crash is no longer mandatory on single target. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, thank heavens. You can now pass through Maddening Touch, and it's a slight DPS gain. Very slight. I don't know whether I broke the APL or what, but it is. Okay. So I'm going to have to look into it. I, it's a case that I did not expect to be a gain, but it ends up being a gain, so I'm going to have to look into it. Now, um, 
what that's a problem in its own right because maddening touch doesn't make much sense to be passing into mindbender for single target that was the original complaint yeah for single target or anything it's just sure the, the talents of mindbender and below are primarily single target focused i mean torment torment uh, inescapable torment is a we it does keep yeah. However, we basically only use that on the single target currently, ignoring the tier set coming up and why we end up using it permanently. Mm. But Maddening Touch feeding into it doesn't make sense. Uh, it feels like it should just be a generic thing there, like Maddening Touch, oh, sorry, like the Dark Evangelism. It would still connect up to everything below it, and it would allow it for a generic connection that passed through to everything below it and still have that same access. You're saying to swap, swap Maddening, Maddening Touch with Dark Evangelism? Yeah. It would give you It would give you a slightly different flexibility on things. Yeah, I think it's also important, though, just to reconcile, like, we don't really have, like, AoE talents and single target talents anymore, right? Like, the spec just does single target all, like, everywhere now, right? So. Funnily enough, Maddening Touch is one of the few, one of the few we have left. So it's Phantasmal's Pathogen on the right-hand side. Those are one of the few flexes we ever change in our builds now, would be swap Phantasmal Pathogen for Maddening Touch. Yeah. Because Maddening Touch, when you get some targets, outscales Phantasmal Pathogen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, but that's not quite the only issue in the middle section of the tree. The other issues is just how many points things like are required to get, like Void Torrent, for example, because we're going to want Void Torrent always. So Pub has it on his screen right now, where you can see he's got he's got actually everything in the bottom right. He's got the talent uh, Mind's Eye, and he's got Mind's Melt. However, like there's weirdness about this because it takes less points to travel from Dark Ascension down through um, Void Touch, Mind's Eye into Void Torrent than it does through Mind Spike. Right. However, if we assume that we always take Mind Spike, it is two points versus two points. But it's not quite a fair comparison either because you kind of always want Mind's Eye. It's just that good. It's a five it's, it's a five mentality cost reduction, which is effectively ten percent mentality cost reduction, so ten percent more uh, more dragon clicks. Yeah, like, and I think what we were that basically means Sims, you take that note anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think what we were seeing yeah. in like early talent sims was like Mind Melt was taken or Void Touched. It never liked both yep. because of point efficiency. Um, cause yeah, the, the one point into Void Torrent with Mind's Eye is just better than the two points with, with Mind Melt, right? Yeah, I think Mind yeah. Melt being made, Mind Melt being made into a two-pointer is, again, like, not, again, kind of going back to the whole, like, taking, taking things we had and then making them, stretching them out and making us pay more for them is, like, just not really worked out in this case. Yeah, but a lot it's of this is, it's not really a playstyle choice, right, with any of this, it's just kind of filling out our tree with damage, right? Like, yes. it's not... Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to like draw this to the point like the, a parallel with what how the tree currently works on live and how it feels like it still works um in 10.1 despite sailor's recent potential discovery that shadow crash is not an ability that you're looking to be pressing on single target mm -hmm. which it probably will be anyway given uh, movement and various other things kind of factoring in there Shadow's tree is kind of underpinned by the fact that you need to you need to take every single active ability in every single build. <laughs> yeah. And so at that point, the tree becomes less about what build combinations you want, what kind of aspects of shadow you want to build towards. It's more just how do I efficiently get to the buttons, and then what do I have left? True. And I think that, which leads which part leads of that is to a spec. Like the tier set also isn't helping with that, right? Yeah, it's not. But it, it's yeah. kind of because Blizzard has this like desire to act active abilities in the talent tree are just always stronger than passives, pretty much. So the correct way to build the tree is just to pick every active spell and then work out what you have left. Yeah. Okay, so let's before we get into like finishing out builds with the bottom section, I do want to cover 
um, the new talent that we got that's a choice note against Minds That Eye. It was brought up in chat. Um, distorted reality is a, is a thing. Um, <laughs> Sailor, do you uh, want to kind of cover how much fun that talent is? Yeah, so I just said in chat, but this talent is always a damage loss. Um, I don't know quite what they were intending, like whether it was to try and facilitate players that aren't quite as the class. Oh, sorry. Uh, Distorted reality. It reads, increases the damage of Devouring Plague by 20%, but Devouring Plague deals its damage over 12 seconds, and its insanity cost is increased by 25. So it costs 50% more insanity, but it only deals 20% more damage. So you have lost damage <laughs> so, so the value they're assuming you're supposed to get is from uptime but from uptime Plague's uptime was already pretty much 90 percent when you were playing it is 90 percent yep it is 93 percent potentially using on your tier sets yeah so yeah. so the uptime isn't really giving you anything <laughs> now yeah. maybe it's like i think maybe a two target thing like were they trying to make it so you could have it maintained better it's still in just not really a thing yeah it's real bad. <laughs> it feels it feels like a missed it feels like just a miss, a swing and a miss, honestly. And I think like playing Especially with it, it doesn't feel better either. Like it No. Like it feels it like it should give you more uptime, but it doesn't it actually It doesn't even have PvP use either because like it's it's bad in it, PvP. It makes your damage more spread out and easier to dispel. You just get dispelled if you press that in PvP. Yeah, exactly. Too much damage it's, just, spread out. it's just really badly designed. Um I'm not sure what the alternative design would be if you wanted a talent to be competitive against Mind's Eye. Um, 75 the same thing, but damage neutral. It's so much, yeah. I don't know. Like, if you just made that talent damage neutral, that would be competitive versus Mind's Eye. It would have to just be damage neutral. That's it. Which I think that's probably what they were going for, because they've been doing this in some of the other reworks as well. Like, um, I think like Ret Paladin has one that makes their holy power like four... Uh, the spenders are now four holy power worth instead of three. Like, it seems like they're trying to give more things to slow the spec down if people want to. Um, yeah. But it feels like this is too much of a damage loss for that goal. I don't know. Maybe uh, that's what they were also, thinking. But... Just, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure really of that. It just feels very out of place. Yeah. It's weird. Um, anything else in the middle section here? And, and again, this was just this is just off of really early data. I'm sure we'll tweak oh. things as we go. Uh, but... Can we pull, can we pull one out for Mind Devourer? Oh, <laughs> it is a sad note that we never take. Well, that being said, though, we're not, and we can maybe segue a little bit to the tier set. So the tier set that we're getting right now in tier 30 is your shadowy inside procs deal 60% more damage and give you four extra insanity. That's our two set, and then the four set. Every 400 insanity you spend spawns a bender or shadow fiend, depending on what you have talented. Um, what we're not sure of, because that tier set is not testable right now on PTR, is how it's how it counts um, spending insanity for the four set. Because it's possible that Mind Devourer um, like does count as spending insanity, if that makes sense. Um, yes, which would definitely help yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it's really bad without that. But yeah, going from going but, from twenty percent to eight percent is really very painful. But pub, even if it did count, it's only worth an extra three point six insanity on average to a mind blast. Yeah, it's not yeah, very it's, much. It's yeah. nothing. It used to be ten. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they did move it up though as well, so it's not competing with stuff in the the kind of bottom section. And sure. all of these points in the middle section are kind of like 
what what's our like average per point would you say is it like one and a half two percent per point uh around two percent uh, okay. 1.82 okay. i mean if you count the average for the middle section it's more like six but that's not the point if you yeah, count those yeah. nodes that are all two out of two to like 1.8 okay so yeah just 1. feels 7. lackluster yeah and i don't yeah yeah and before it was kind of like a play style thing as well like with mindseer especially like you just got so much value out of it but now yeah. they've killed the proc rate and Mindsy obviously isn't a thing anymore, so it feels like they kind of double nerfed it. Um, I mean, especially, especially alongside the SI nerf as well. like Yeah. Which I guess we can but talk about when we talk about the two-set bonus. This node is now worse for two points than it used to be, like, for one point. Mm. Like, that's how bad it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's... And before, it wasn't even that good. Like, it actually wasn't even that good on single target. Yeah. So... We just have to take it to get Yogg. So right, yeah. So still quite a lot. I mean, like the middle section has just—I don't know. It, it needs it needs some help. It needs some clarity. I think pathing for sure is one thing, but I think like node power as well could be improved because we effectively have more or less three dead nodes in PVE: unfurling darkness, mental decay, and mind devour. Um, oh, yeah. and uh, the devouring plague. Mel technically too, and the shorted. And Maddening Touch is not actually that good, and getting getting to Mindbender is just feels bad right now, I guess, in single target. Oh, and let's talk about that, because I think... Yeah. Oh my gosh, I moved the wrong thing. So, the tier set... And again, I'm going to cover Ellipsis a bit, but that's okay. Um, the the bottom section of the tree has potential. I think they've, they've fixed a lot of the pathing here, right? So I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit, because I think... In general, the pathing in the bottom section feels better in 10.1 than it does currently on live. Yes, the idols, the idols feel like they make sense going into each other now, at least a little bit. Yeah, so bottom left section is still the same, like Bender going into Yashiraj makes sense, right? Yep. Um, Nazoth was moved to the second position. The cool thing about them moving Nazoth is they connected Screams to Nazoth. So you can always have Screams and Nazoth together, which is a combo we've been asking for for a while. Yeah, like, so make, my dot, make my dots tick faster so that I can get more Nazoth ticks. Yeah, like it's, it makes, it's like, it makes sense, yeah. Um, Auspicious Spirits was broken out um, from Tormented Spirits, so now you get both of those by pathing into Yogg-Saron. Makes sense, cool. I mean, on paper. Feels really good. <laughs> uh, feels good. And then the bottom right section, um, they didn't move Void Torrent, Maledition, or Insidious Ire, but they made all of those guys work together and, and that Void Torrent now works with Insidious Ire and Void Torrent now also can proc Cthune, um, which is good. Makes yeah. makes makes sense. It, it makes makes Void Torrent feel thematically more like a big mind fly. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I think the which only, is kind of what we always wanted, really. The only thing that really feels out of place for me is the, the new node Mastermind, which is right to the left of Nazoth. Master, Mastermind feels like a point for point's sake because they removed um, whispers and had to put something else in the tree. Is how it feels to me. Yeah, it just doesn't really have with, anything to do it, with Nazoth, yeah. right? Like it's just that's the only one that feels. It doesn't really have anything to do with anything. It's just a <laughs> yeah. damage increase to spells. I I personally would like them to just remove Mastermind. I feel like if they if they put screams where Mastermind is, they could put a node to the left of Tormented Spirits that. There's more single target than Tormented Spirits does, and then feeds into Yogg's around. Yeah. So you can get you yeah. can go Auspicious Spirits, you can take a single target spirit node, then you can take Yogg, or you can go through Tormented Spirits and Keys and get Yogg. Yeah, or you could just make all Tormented Spirits could just be a could just be a choice node again with something else. 
that works too. It's just more like to make the three nodes have the same number. Of points yeah, I know. it's and also that means you would also have options to take both if you wanted to have the AoE spirit and the single target spirit node for some reason. But yes, like yes, mastermind is, is crap. But that's yes. so that's on paper. The last section looks better. Um, in practice, however, with all the changes they made recently to effectively they buffed Shadow or Death pretty heavily, right? Like not only baseline yep. did Death get better, but now breaking out the Surge of Insanity or Mindfully Insanity guy, moving up to the top section of our tree, has freed up Death Speaker to be relevant, and then they buff Death Speaker. So that, paired with the tier set revolving around Mindbender, is now heavily locking us into the bottom left section of the tree. Um, yes. Which kind of means the talent tree is kind of figured out. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no options at this point. You can't do anything else. It's even worse than that, Pug, because we require all four of the top talents. Yep. They're all too good. We need all four, because Void Torrent's too good, or Special's too good. Deathmaker, like you said, has now been buffed. It's too good. And Mindbender is too good. You need all four. Yep. So what choice do you have now for talents? Right? Do you want, do you want to take this one, Pug? Do you want to, you want to fill in the tree for, for everyone in chat? Luke, do you want to show off why it's bad? Yeah, so in the, the image on stream is kind of showing that. So the green nodes are what you always take. Um... And, and again, that's partially because, okay, let's say you don't take Void Torrent and Auspicious Spirits. Where would you put those points? Like, th this is kind of the issue, is that, like, things on row 9 aren't that strong. Row 8 is just so powerful that, yeah, we're going to pick all of them, if you can. Um, so you take all of those guys, you take Yasharaj, always. This is single target, two target, four target, dungeons, everywhere. You're taking all of these points. Um, and then the choice comes in. Okay, do you want Yasharaj and Cthune or Yasharaj and Nuzoth? Um, generally speaking, Cthune is just going to be the go-to again. Um, with all the other changes that they've made, pathing into Insidious Ire and then Cthune is going to be the choice for like, I don't know, 90% of scenarios, I think. Um, maybe some flexibility with Malediction if you really want to like time up cooldown timings with something. Uh, like that's a flex maybe. Um, and then going screams Nazoth, potentially for certain AOE situations. But that's uh, that's it, <laughs> pretty much. That's it. Um, like, I would have liked to play Yogg. Yeah, Yogg is just so underperforming right now. Um, we even did some experiments earlier on with like, okay, what if we gave the build more crit to get more value out of like Tormented Spirits and stuff? And it, it was just, yeah, it didn't work. It's not worth it. wasn't worth it, yeah. Yeah. The problem is the requirement of your charge, though. If, yeah. if we didn't need your charge, we could actually play Yogg and, and Azov. That was a valid build that we had yeah. in the lines for AoE, and even dungeons to some extent. It wasn't going to be the top build because it just lost a bit too much single target, but it didn't lose that much single target, all things considered. It was, it was surprisingly efficient because the combination of Screams and Tormented Spirits at the same time yep. was really yep. nice, and it played really well. It's just we need idle and of charge always because our tier set forces us to take it. The other thing that yes. this does kill, which was kind of probably a meme anyway, with the new tree, it was actually possible to get Nizoth, Yogg-Saron, and Cthune all in one build. Um, yeah, that felt like an oversight from the moment we saw it, but well, it was very I funny. Mean, but to, to, to be it's fair, when you did that, you, yeah. you gave up Mindbender, you gave up Deathspeaker, and you gave up Void Torrent to get that. So you're, yeah, actually, trade. you're giving up quite a the, lot, but you get the triple item. It feels idol, like so. Shadows, so the, the bottom of Shadow's tree has eight capstones, effectively. It has four at the top and four at the <laughs> bottom. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's how that's how powerful things are. That's the tub remember. Exactly. <laughs> yes, which also yeah. means that we, when you've got a tree that feels like this, when you, going back to what we said about um, the poor design of the top of the tree, nothing in the bottom of the tree can be given up. The only talents you could ever give up is one out of two Aya and one out of two Torment, and you can't do that because you need to get to the idols. Yeah. You can't give up Void Torrent, you can't give up Suspicious Spirits, you can't give up Death Speaker, you can't give up Mindbender, you can't give up your Charge, and you can't give up Cthulhu. Yeah. So, so from, the whole tree is just locked in at that point. Yeah. So from a build diversity perspective, it's there isn't any. It's safe to say it is much worse in ten point one. And this is kind of even even if they change the tier set, I want to be really clear. Even if they change the four set to not interact with Bender at all, this is actually probably still what we're gonna play. Um, the tier set just doubles down on it even more. Is kind of what we were saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so the death changes were already enough, basically, to buff which, which Inescapable Torment out of the grave. It was kind of dead-ish, but then they buffed death to the moon. That's possible yeah, the tier all... set could be changed to something that would make it more balanceable. Like if, and that's kind of what we were saying. Like if they, if the tier set was around shadowy apparitions, that could actually be enough to make Yogg more competitive and thus give us more build diversity. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think another factor is that like. Blizzard's kind of ethos towards the rework was to increase build diversity. Right. Which felt really strange given the build diversity on live was massive to the point where people were arguing about what they were supposed to be playing. <laughs> yeah, there was, like, it, well, I mean, there's like what, eight viable builds and keys if you talk about combinations of Dark Ascension, Void Eruption, all of the idols, and then Mindseer or no Mindseer. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, I don't tend to like saying which cooldown you pick is a build, well, per se. <laughs> sure. But, like, there's a lot more variety in current gameplay than there is ever going to be with the new talent tree. Well, I think it's really hard, because it's like, the new tree was attempt it has been solving some of these problems, but I think it's, you know, getting build diversity is a really, like, that's a really healthy mix of the design and the tuning kind of working together. So there's still time yes. to fix it for sure. Um, like, like so. for example, on live, on live, we have builds that don't run Mindbender. We have builds that run every single combination of idols yeah. is, has a viable build. Pretty much. Like you can run the Zoth Yogg, you can run Cthune Yogg, you can run Yasharge Cthune in single target if you're really, really certain that you don't have to move. You can run Yasharge Yog if you are doing single target. Mm -hmm. And you can run Yasharge Nazoth if you're doing keys and a little bit mad. <laughs> well, yeah. And like in the same thing too, like Dark Ascension and Void Eruption as well on live are kind of they're very equal, I think, is is fair to say. Like you can yes. kind of run either in almost any form of content, you just it changes how you play a little bit with like being a one minute spec versus a hard two minute spec. Um, yeah, um, ten point one, not so much. <laughs> yeah, ten point one void void form is like kind of dead. Pretty not much, kind of. It's just dead. Dead. Well, yeah, like, let's just outright, yeah, let's, too much better. Yeah, let's clarify that. I think this is really important. So, because people are like, wait, we don't play void form in ten point one. Yeah, void form is dead in um, um, next patch. So they Completely didn't actually dead. nerf void form directly. But because no. of all the other changes around it, void form is now considerably worse. Um, so Shadow. let's like so. Let's um, all change, right? Yeah. So one, yeah. our AOE is now our single target, right? To do AOE, we do single target. So what that means is <laughs> the component of void form that gave us the mastery bonus that was really great for Mindseer, 
because Mindster was hitting targets that did not have all of our dots on it. But with the way Psychic Link works, that value is now very, very largely it, diminished. Um, it doesn't really yes. give us anything. It's kind of like you're playing it on single target. So that that got hit. Um, second thing that got hit I, was Void Bolt um, in a couple different ways. So with Shadow Crash yeah. being a 20-second cooldown now, the value of getting that dot extension from Void Bolt is... Is gone. Gone. Yep. Um, so that also hurt it. Uh, and then the other Yuck. thing was the buffs to Mind Spike and Mind Spike Insanity and Shadowward Death. And Death Speaker. All yeah, of that like direct we... damage is now getting buffed by Dark Ascension. Um, yes. Also, and you missed one thing. You can't take Yogg anymore. Yeah, and that's all going to Psychic Link. And yes, we can't take Yogg anymore, so the increased spirits from having Void Bolt in the rotation aren't relevant. Sure, yeah. So, um, and again, for those that didn't know, so Void Form, the tooltip reads that it gives you 10% damage. But that 10% damage is actually just replacing Shadow Form's 10% damage. So by pressing Void Form right now, all you're getting is basically just the damage from Void Bolt. Um, yes. It's not It's not really... Compared to Dark Ascension, which is just giving you 25% more damage on all your Yes. Stuff, basically. Another thing is uh, Dark Ascension is 1 minute cooldown, Void of Option is 2. Ancient Madness provides the same crit bonus for both talents. It, it's not doubled for Void Eruption because it has a double cooldown. It's the same crit. Yeah. Therefore, that talent combination, which you always take, is just better with Dark Tension. Yeah, I mean, that's all. that's been the case for a while, though. And even like... It has been the case for a while. But it, it further nails in why DA is better than Void Eruption. Yes, it does. It, it does. just has more synergy now I think, than, 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 yes. than Void Form. It, it feels very strange that the, the rework that's focus was build diversity has just homogenized the entire tree. Yeah, and again, part of that is, like, with the tier side a little bit, but yeah, I do... But I think it's worth asking the question now, especially if we're in this kind of rework mode. Why do we have Dark Ascension and Void Eruption? Like, what's actually the answer? When we first thematic got it, they were... difference. They were saying, thematic like, difference. build your own Shadow Priest, and kind of saying, like, do you want to play Mind Spike Dark Ascension or Mind Flay Void Form? Um, which, like... In theory, is kind of a neat idea, but I feel like in practice, you're just not getting in enough playstyle or identity buff. with these cooldowns to make them warrant being a choice. You know, um, it's just a math yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, in practice, the, the answer ended up being both at once, which was not their intention at all. <laughs> the other thing about void eruption is you said mind flay versus mind spike, but void eruption wants mind spike, not mind flay as well, because yeah, yeah. it doesn't have the space to put mind flays in. <laughs> Void Bolt takes up most of the rotation, and it's worth pressing. It does a lot of damage. It doesn't make it like a lot of insanity. It's a good button. It's just yeah, not you... good enough to make up for the fact that it has a longer cooldown. Yeah, you can't. Dark Ascension synergizes perfectly. Void Eruption does not. Yep, you can't fit Void Bolt and MFI in the same rotation, really. Well, it's and it's hard. Like, like how do you build a tree with two different cooldowns as a choice and make their identities feel unique enough? It's a really hard thing to like. I I honestly don't know how possible that is unless. The cooldowns are like what they are today, which are kind of irrelevant to your playstyle, for for a lot of things. Um, yeah, Blizzard really needs to like work out what they want Voidform and Dark Ascension to do, and what they want them to both be good at. Right. Because yeah. right now they exist, they they feel like they exist more to placate thematic concerns, mm -hmm. and just happen to be mechanically different as well, and but if, not enough that they do anything different. If it's just thematics. Then make Void Form the cooldown, and just give us a glyph that makes Void Form look like Dark Ascension. 
The problem then is you still have Void Bolt as a button that people don't want. Well, that's fair. Um, and the the other suggestion is like again, you know, give them some more identity. Give each one their own kind of thing. Like Dark Ascension, when you press Dark Ascension, your Mind Flay transforms to Mind Spike, that kind of thing. Or um, Void Form, I think, needs a damage amplification. Maybe some kind of ramping effect being added. You know, give these cooldowns some more identity. Or honestly, I think I'd rather just go back to having just Void Form again. Um, they could still have yeah, a choice I'd... node. They could be like, here's one minute void form that doesn't last as long and doesn't have void bolt, or here's two minute void form that has all of that. Um, could do something like that. Um, you know? Yeah, I mean, like one minute void form that doesn't have the extension mechanic, two minute void form that has the extension mechanic and extra knobs, you know? Yeah, I mean, they could do yeah. something like that. Cause just because I think the the modifiers and kind of where you pick one, yeah, they need some... Need some I do feel like I have, to, I, have to, I have to stand up for Dark Ascension here a little bit. <laughs> sure. Um, given it's something I've played a lot with in versions of the spec that are pretty much ancient history at this point. Yeah. Um, the punchiness of your direct damage spells when you're using a cooldown that's able to buff them by that much because it only buffs direct damage spells mm -hmm. feels really good. Like Shadow of Death being able to hit like 190k crits, like even Mind Spike crits or Mind Spike or Mind Blast hits on live during all your CDs when they are psychic linking to targets and being buffed by Insidious Ire feels really good. Maybe I'd feel better if it was instant yeah. cast again. That was maybe that's. Yeah, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I genuinely do not understand what warrants a cast time on Dark Ascension. I have no idea. Well, they gave it the insanity, but I think I'd prefer. But th th that warrants the old it. Version. That warrants it being on the global because that's how Moonkin's cooldown used to work before they removed the global from it and removed the um, astro power generation from it. Yeah. That warrants it so, being on the global. That does not warrant it having a cast time, not in the slightest. So, so pub, hear me out. I don't care which one they pick, but I'd like them to pick one and then make the make it designed around it. I feel like they can add a lot more right, flavor if they exactly. just pick one. And I think that's yes. the same I thing with psychic link. They're right? both cool. We said the same thing about our AOE playstyle. On live right now, there's like five different ways of doing AOE, and we were like, can we just have like one thing that's like, okay, Shadow Priest, this is how you AOE. Like, here, here's your answer. We're gonna make your builds and your talents revolve around that. And they did that. And you can, um, yeah. And like, then you can psychic link now, right? Yes. Oops. I think that the thing is though, in doing that, they also kind of forgot to give us multiple different ways to interact with psychic link. We well, just have one. okay, sure. I, but I think like the, it gives us at least. A, some centering point for feedback of yes, saying like the spec yeah like it's easier to come up with things and and to give feedback when you only have to consider like yep here's how it needs to work with that aoe playstyle. and i think what staleder and i were kind of saying was like can we do that same thing with our cooldowns of saying yeah this is shadow's cooldown again here's how it works here's the identity of it you can change talents around it to make it fit more um or to expand on it or to change its playstyle. but i think right now that's it's it's harder to do with having two different CDs um, with with. I lack would of absolutely identity. agree with that. So I personally feel like we've maybe lost a bit when we took the psychic link hit. We did lose a bit by not having the option to have the mindset. Like all those five sure six goals you mentioned were contributing to our build diversity. Yeah. But personally, for me, I would like them to pick a single direction, like they have with psychic link for the cooldowns as well. Take that one direction, so narrow down shadows focus. Even if we lose build diversity, like we clearly are here, narrow it down to a point. And then, like, iron out the kinks of the spec yeah. and make us good. Like, make, make make the spec properly finished and, like, put some actual like iteration it. time in. And then after that, as we approach 10.2, 10.3 and beyond, we can then, like, widen it out again. We can add more 
like add more flexibility back into the tree after mm. we've worked out how to make a coherent build around what it has. Yeah. If we if I we think... ended up all being psychic links back attention, and it all just lined out the kinks and everything worked together, I think then we can add on to that way easier than we can try to homogenize and combine things together and make them just kind of work, but not really. I think it would just be a much easier direction to take. I tend to agree. It feels like the build-your-own-shadow-priest experiment is kind of coming apart at the seams. Well, just well, I don't know if I'd say that. I think what I'd actually say is it feels like it, it was never fully finished or realized. Yeah. You know, like, but I mean, like it's possible. Funny, like, it was, they it can was, do it. It was poorly put together and it's falling it's apart. It's a lot of work to do that. <laughs> it is. Um, it's, an it's an enormous amount of work and yeah. it's why I don't think the Build Your Own Shadow Priest was a particularly good direction to go because it's a direction that isn't a direction. It's, you're just trying I, to... It's very ambitious to, is the problem. To placate everybody. I, I actually kind of liked the Build Your Own Shadow Priest idea, yeah. but my problem, I think, was that we had a developer change during the very, very last couple of weeks of the of the, uh, the beta cycle. We had a developer change and therefore I... we had to have a new developer in the middle of COVID pandemic take up our spec and try to learn how to make a tree from it. And they were given build your own shadow priest as like what they were told to make. And I don't think that's very fair. I don't think that's fair at all. I, th I do think that the amount of um, the task given to them was Herculean and damn near impossible. And yeah. I still commend every effort yeah. to get to the point where we are now. Because I will be honest, I find shadow immensely fun in 10.0 um point whatever it is now i find the spec immensely fun right now i understand that it is overly complicated verbose difficult to understand for new players unnecessarily yeah. unintuitive and arguably too diverse in terms of playstyles for mythic plus and everything like that but i find the buttons i'm pressing what they do and how they interact with each other immensely fun yeah it's got a lot of redeeming qualities for sure so I think it's just kind of a case of like where, where do they want to go? And, the, and it's so hard because like the community of Shadow Priest is full of very passionate people, right? And the the, yes. the hard part like, I, you ask, I feel like Blizzard would Blizzard would do better just ignoring us. <laughs> well, like I'm so like pick 10, <laughs> 10 Shadow Priests, right? That have played Shadow within the last you know five expansions. Every single one of them will pick a different patch where they thought it was the most fun. <laughs> you know, yep. it's like there's very little you know agreement across everyone of saying like yeah this is how we want to play just because well the thing's been reworked so many times people have like fallen yeah. in love with different versions in raid or mythic plus or you know whatever so it's it's a really hard problem and i think that's where i think the build your own shadow priest as an idea was kind of interesting so it's like well if they yeah, can pull it, it off it, maybe you can't do it it's just but... you're biting off a lot there and it's if you can yeah yeah you're biting off a lot and it's if you can actually like have the development time and kind of the vision to see it through to a completion. And I don't necessarily begrudge anybody for not for um, finding that to be a failure or anything. But like that's a really, really, really hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And um... at the end of the day, the fact they got the fact they got something that I find this enjoyable, I'm already kind of thoroughly impressed with. Yeah. I'm just concerned for the future with how build your own shadow priest is supposed to pan out long term. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's we've been chatting for a bit. Let's kind of cover. Yeah. Uh, is there anything kind of like last topics you guys wanted to cover or last things you wanted to say before we move on to questions? Um, and we'll take questions in chat if people want to start throwing them in there. But I'll go to Sailor first here. Anything else you kind of wanted to bring up or mention just real quick before we go to questions? Um. 
I mean, Tirsa actually kind of like very briefly. We flamed it earlier, but I like the 400 insanity spend thing. I like that part I of Tirsa. I, I despise it. I, I like having something that feeds back to us pressing spenders. You're just, I don't necessarily I, I like, like that it's 400 insanity, maybe, but I like being rewarded for pressing my spender and not my builder. That's just I mean, okay, yes, yes, I yes. At a very basic level, I am pleased that I have a tier set that cares about me pressing the Varying Plague. I am very unhappy that the way it cares about it is by being a carbon copy of Arcane Pulsar. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, they could also... Um, are, are you saying, Seldor, that you like the 400 insanity, but, like... What about the pet part? Are you saying maybe they changed that? Bit? I don't like the pet part. Okay, you, see, I, I, you like the foreign I mean, insanity, but like the after effect of like spawning a bender, that's, yeah. Yeah, I like, I yeah. like caring about pressing the varying plague. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it necessarily doesn't have to be the 400 insanity. It could just be do the varying plague, get X. But sure. it's just, I like pressing the varying plague and getting something for it because uh, if, if everyone remembers back to the very, like the 9.0 tier set that just, is it 9.1 or whatever tier set? That buffed uh, the first version. They just buffed uh, Mind Blast too much, and the Varying Plague was basically bad. Oh, yeah. That, that's my concerns I, with I think... overly buffing filler spells. Yeah, overly buffing filler spells. Also for a spec like Shadow, which has this weird like filler and cooldown filler spells. Like you have to be very careful about how much damage everything is doing. Like I think the the way things are split on live right now, where the Varying Plague ends up shaking out to be about twenty five to thirty percent of your damage in single target, is a about where we want to be. It's pretty healthy, honestly. Yeah. I think we're and a little think lower buffing... than that on ten one, right? Are we at like twenty two? Yeah, we're, we're a little lower than that in ten one, but like, uh, it's not horrendously low. Yeah, but Let me like, find a tab main, that's mainly because mind spike is how he gets buffed so much. True. Yeah, that doesn't help. But like, I twenty two point two. Okay. That's yeah. Fine. Okay. So maybe a little bit lower than I'd like, but like in that kind of it's ballpark fine. of twenty to twenty to thirty. Um, probably I probably it's prefer it much nearer yeah. thirty, but yes, that's kind of the point. Um. I really dislike that we are doing Mindbender-based things mm. for the... Fifth tier? Fourth tier? patch in, like, oh, since yeah. Legion began. Yeah, I think, I think people are going to get a little um, tired. And exhausted. Exhausted by this of this playing Inescapable Torment Bender playstyles for the fourth or fifth tier in a row. Yeah. That's, uh... Yeah, it's just it's just too much. Like, I guess yeah. cas half of Castle Nathria I will give... As us not playing Mindbender, and I guess the single legendary with Covenant legendary part of SOD was like not Mindbender-ish, but you could still play it, and it was still a very valid option for like some builds. And obviously, not everyone was a Necrolord. Yeah. Um, and then we've been playing Mindbender otherwise that since Nighthold. Mm -hmm. Like I, I am again. It kind of draw. It kind of comes back to the whole. Your single target talent build contains every active spell in your tree. <laughs> yeah, Mindbender is always going to be part of the talent build because it's an active spell in the Shadow Talent Tree, and it doesn't have a it doesn't have a alternative. You will always pick it because it's always just better to do to path the tree through active spells. All right, so we we, that, but... we bullied the tier oh, set. Sorry. I think quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, mean yeah. I, can, I can I can keep bullying the two set. Yeah, because like, the, the change they made the change they made to Shadowy Insight. To make oh, it work, oh yeah, yeah, we didn't this, say that. yeah. This change is like it's it feels it looks very small, and it but it just feels so bad, because the way Shadowy Insight works on live is that whenever when you get a proc, you get an extra mind blast, yep, and you get like an extra literal physical mind blast. It like your charges go up, even if you were at max charges, you go to three, um, you get plus one, you charge. get that mind blast, uh, yeah. yes, you get plus one charge. 
And the way that kind of shakes out, it means that no matter where the cooldown of your Mind Blast was, you were always getting exactly one Mind Blast's worth of value from your SI. Even if your Mind Blast was like just about to come off cooldown, even if you'd only just put it on cooldown, like you always got one. Which is how SI worked, but basically no other procs in the game really worked like that. Every other proc was like, oh, it just re resets the cooldown back. So if your proc, if you get the proc when you have like 0.2 seconds left on your cooldown, you yeah. only save 0.2 seconds of damage. Or if really, you get it mid cast of the spell. Or if you, or if you get it mid cast on the spell, you get to fire two off back to back, and it feels really good. Yeah. But like, why not just make that how it always feels? Um, so the change to SI, reverting it back to how it used to work, as like it refreshes the cooldown, is really bad, and then having a tier set that accentuates that badness mm. it just feels awful honestly and it kind of makes me disappointed for other specs because the technology of a proc that gives you a full charge of a spell felt so much more fluid and interesting that i wanted other specs to gain that as um, the class team got more familiar with things and has as specs developed. Like I felt sure. like Rep Paladin was a primary candidate for this with the Blade of Justice proc, which I don't know if they still have after the rework in 1007. Hey, but hey like... no Rep Paladins in this podcast. That's illegal. You can't. Do Sorry, that. but no. yes. But the like, point is, like, there were other specs <laughs> that could have thoroughly benefited from that kind of design. Sure. And seeing it go away from Shadow, and I guess it, it's come back in a part in part with Death Speaker, but not really to the same like level of flexibility. Um, it's really nice though. It, feels it so is nice. really nice, but like <laughs> yeah. seeing it go away from SI makes me feel disappointed that it's not a direction Blizzard wants to be going in at all. Yeah, I mean, we gave that feedback. Hopefully, they listen. I know they were trying to reduce the amount of instant cast that the spec had. Maybe that was part of it, but yeah, I feel like that's the wrong way to go about that. Honestly. All right. Any other final points? We have some questions we can start covering. Otherwise, um. um... Nothing specific on my end, actually. I don't think. All right, here's one we didn't. I guess, oh, I guess. Oh, I guess. Mind melt. Mind melt no longer makes mind blast instant after two charges, which is annoying. Mind melt is now just like a strict buff to crit chance crit, of mind blast, yeah. which is again they're really, trying to reduce really instant cast. <laughs> yeah, but it's also just really weak, especially because it costs two points. Yeah, that's fair. Making it a two pointer was yeah struggling for sure. Um, but I do I do actually agree re removing the instant cast because it did just encroach on the design of shadowy insight. I'd, I'd agree, I'd agree. Which I think that would have been more than enough. I don't think they had to nerf Shadowy Insight and remove the sort of technical yeah. marvel that they'd done to create it in the first place. I agree. Oh, uh, I just thought of one other quick complaint. Uh, you know, with the death changes, and especially the idol coming up that does damage to us, if you don't have Spaceline Leech on your gear, you will actually kill yourself and execute. Even yeah. with Tide Evasion. That's a really big problem, actually. Shadow of Death is just like doing too much, ba too much damage back to us at this point. Okay, um, add some leech. Like maybe maybe to increase the little value of tide evasion by a tiny bit to like eighty-five, because we're starting like as we gain more and more like stats, it does more damage compared to our health. It grows faster than our HP does, and the damage it then reflects back to us is increased. Do you remember and, what um, the damage taken per second was? It was like two or three k average. Right? Uh, yeah, 2 or 3k average. Uh, on PTR, on my live character, I was testing on the dummies. I was taking around 4,000 damage per second with the idle on and pressing deaths on the next few dummy. About 4,000. I was out healing it passively through leech. So 4,000 damage taken per second on execute and like 2,000 yeah. I have 5% leech. 
I have five percent yeah. each. So that's not something most people are gonna have access to. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not. We'll drop your avoidance enchants, and now you play leech. You're a healer. Yeah. Yeah, it it definitely doesn't <laughs> feel good. Um, I do like the th the flavor of Shadow of Death backlash damage, but when it starts en um, encroaching on gameplay, I feel like we've kind of gone a little bit too far. Yeah, the knob needs to. I mean, tie the vision is the knob. They can tune that, right? Hopefully. Yes. But yeah. Like so, currently it's seventy five percent. It probably needs to be eighty five at this point. Yeah. But uh... also, I just like don't. I don't really like the fact that we have to pick a talent to make Shadow of like. There are now three talents on Shadow of Death. There is Shadow of Death, there is Death of Madness, and there is Tide Evasion. You need all three. In the class tree, yeah. Yeah. All right, speaking of the class tree, someone asked, um, why does mind games still exist? <laughs> how do we how do we feel about um, mind games? Anyone want to take that? How do I feel about mind games? Um, in PvP, it's great. Okay. I think it's a really cool ability that does a good job. Um, I think in PvE, it's kind of just like a better Mind Blast, and the role of button on a 30 to 45 second cooldown that feels good to press and does big dam is already being fulfilled by Void Torrent. Sure. We just continue to have that problem of pick every active prick, pick every active damage button in your tree because it's better than every passive. So you end up with Mindbender, Shadow Crash, Void Torrent, Mind Games, and Halo slash Divine Star. And I think that's just too many button for the sake of button press on cooldown abilities. In single yeah. target, I would like to ditch mind games and shadow crash, and just focus on void torrent. Um, Halo being a big healing utility cooldown every forty-five seconds or so. Which it is now, more or less. Mindbender, yeah, and mindbender. Um, cool. And have shadow crash be a spell that I genuinely want because I want to do AOE, and mm -hmm. give me compelling options to put points in. That aren't that. That aren't that. So that I can kind of buff my single target up if I don't want to take that spell. My other complaint uh, about mind games is it's four points, yes. and the yeah. the last three are effectively nothing. But you kind of need to take them all anyway because it's damage and it's, it's damage, damage in the last three, so it's free. Yeah, yes, I know exactly. Disc wouldn't like it, but I personally would rather. I would like to see the removal of mind games doing raw damage, and just make it a I'm... utility thing. I'm not really sure what to do with mind games. I feel like it's more of like a symptom of the design of the class and spec trees as a whole. Um, Blizzard are also more than capable, as we've now seen with Paladins, of making the class trees genuinely different from spec to spec. Yeah. It's something they've, they've done now. They've put extra nodes in the Rep Paladin class tree, just straight up. So we know it's something they're capable of. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I still think there are nice use cases for mind games that I do enjoy pressing, like specifically in PvE, actually, for like, I like pressing a it, mini tank I like defensive. It, yeah, I, I like pressing it on the add before before the last boss of Court of Stars when it does its leech heal because it yep. does damage to itself. It feels really good. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, or like yeah, that Halls of Valor, uh, Herja, um, the tank. Halls, Halls of Valor also the um, the soldier mobs because they heal themselves. Yeah, like I think like those kinds of interactions I really enjoy. Um, now you could argue like, is it worth the button just for those interactions? Uh, or like, oh, not. Temple Third Boss. That's another good example. Like the tank buster there. It's like massive yeah, value. Like, it's not massive value. It's like it's okay healing at that point. Like, I, I guess I guess my pers good. my perspective is twenty is, is twenty five to twenty six is where like that's a drop in the ocean. They're gonna die anyway if they didn't press a wall. Well, okay, that's fair. <laughs> 
Um, but but I think like those use cases I enjoy pressing it on cooldown I enjoy less. Um, so I'm just yeah. wondering like if they want to keep it for PVE, I would rather them accentuate the utility aspect I, I think, of it rather than like pressing it yeah. for damage aspect. I think if we're if we're in a situation where we're no longer taking Shadow Crash on single target mm -hmm. and Halo slash Divine Star or whatever is like massively buffed in healing and made neutral in damage to the point where we're not pressing it on CD and we're not like thinking about it that way. Yeah. I think I'm pretty happy with pressing mind games and Void Torrent. Um, Mindbender on top of that and kind of the spec being the sort of like one minute long, one minute like rip rotation where you just have so many abilities coming off CD at roughly the same time that it feels like you're not really playing Shadow anymore. You're just kind of pressing buttons one after the other is yeah. not ideal but um my games is a cool spell and i wouldn't want to see it go away completely yeah um <laughs> okay what about we have some people that mentioned door of shadows as well i know we didn't really talk about it but i do still think a major thing with the class tree i would still love to see is some kind of movement displacement like either vault of the heavens yeah, or door think, of shadows for sure displacement effect and viable interrupts are still like big things on shadow's shopping list yeah i guess yeah um uh, on that note thought steel is in the pvp talents now it's a work in yes. progress that is an interrupt as a pvp talent that gives access i think even for discipline and holy it, for the kick it, it works the way um unholy's it works the way death knight's old dark simulacrum used to yeah which is really interesting because they their argument i think at the time for not giving an interrupt to Holy and Disc or putting it in a class tree was because it would make PvP too unbalanced. So I was kind of surprised that they went ahead and just added it as a PvP talent. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know how flexible Holy and Disc's PvP talent choices are. They sure. might not even like be able to take this because half because their like core throughput kit is their PvP talents because that's how discipline used to be. So yeah, well that's, that's what I mean though. But yeah. if it's as strong as they were saying it was, I don't know. I just. Yeah, I, I still would love I mean, to I'm... have a kick in the class tree that's like just a kick on like a 24 second cooldown and then you can upgrade it to silence in the shadow tree or something. I mean, I think I think that like we're kind of going down the path of we would like shadows class tree to be more shadowy and mm, yeah, because like things like Holy Nova and Rhapsody, um, words of words of the pious or put wavering will, there, I know? guess, like. There are like <laughs> things in the tree that just don't necessarily need to be available to Shadow Priest that could have more viable options that only Shadow would make sense to thematically have. Because overloading the spec tree with utility and thematic like things that Shadow needs that this priest and holy probably shouldn't have is still causing problems. Yeah. I agree partially, but I also disagree partially. I feel like the tree having a holy and a discipline and a shadow side makes sense thematically. Having the tree mix all of them together. What I do not like is the fact that there are nodes that just don't do anything at all for us. And Wavering yes. Will does nothing at all for us. It would be nice to have an alternative option or just add it to the Wavering Will that does something. It gives me my 10% DR 0.1 seconds faster. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, I agree. We we only really take it just to take Angel's Mercy, for example. Yes. Like Angel's Mercy is really nice. Or you want power and, of life, right? 
And there's other stuff like... We, take, ho we yeah. take Holy Nova to get to spell warding as well. Yeah, that's spell warding. horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I don't necessarily know they need to scrap the whole Holy holy Discard thing. I think that's a really nice thing. Yeah. I would just like a bit more synergy on some of these nodes for us. Like, um, where is it? There's one that's like, uh, Power Shield increases the damage of Holy Nova and Smite. We don't, have, yeah. we don't have Smite. It's not even synergy, right? We don't right? press Holy we're, Nova. We're just saying... Every, every, <laughs> yeah. I think the goal is, right, every talent in the class tree should have a reasonable, you should be able to make a reasonable case for why you want to take it for all three specs. And I think yeah, what we're saying yeah. is there are just nodes in there where you cannot make a reasonable case to pick it except for occasional pathing reasons, right? Um, yeah. yeah. That's not good enough. That's. I'd agree. I think that's that kind of also speaks to something we keep bringing up every time we have any sort of like larger conversation, and that's that like Priest is a very unique spec in that it exists, Priest is a very unique class in that it exists as two specs that are diametrically opposed to each other and one that tries to blur the lines between the two. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, right? Like having, especially with hybrid classes, like it's it's definitely challenging, but I, th I think it's I think it's doable, even if it's not like a, I would take it all the time kind of a thing. Like even if, because I think some people were looking forward to the class tree design saying like, oh yeah, you can pick these talents and then get good off healing as a shadow priest like that was yeah, something was, people were looking, looking forward, forward to, to right but realistically it just, it just, it just doesn't do that right so even yeah. even that case is kind of niche where it's like yeah we're not saying that every single talent needs to be viable for like a damaging shadow build um i think there's there's more creativity they could do there for yeah i'd agree but i do i do like that we have priest spells back and shadow feels more like a priest again like that's a big win for the class tree as a whole for me. Like that's a really mm -hmm. big thematic win. For sure. I just feel like the whole le like most of the left side being very just like healing buttons. Yeah. And like especially like healing buttons that we don't really have or like have any relevance to us is like a big concern, especially with the amount of point investment it takes to get over there. Also, um, hallucinations doesn't work on any of those heals. Which is a big oh, yeah. punch in the gut. Like yeah. we don't get if we press like one of those heals, we get literally nothing other than the heal. Yeah. It would be nice yeah. to get hallucinations and sanity from them. If you got insanity from pressing POM, you might actually press POM. Mm. Yeah. If it was okay. It would be a movement filler at least. That would be, okay. yeah, be cool. Like that that reminds me of the old Mr. Pandaria days. Yeah, palm weaving or although whatever our, it was to get the twist of fate. Although hopefully you don't have to master spell, otherwise you don't have mana for that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, right. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have like a five-minute rant about this okay, for the go moment. For it. That's fair. Like, master spell costs sixty-two percent more mana than it did in Shadowlands, and I do not understand why. It's so awful on Razageth, man. It's awful on Razageth. It's awful in dungeons. It's just I don't understand. Yeah, Temple of the Jade Serpent last boss. When, like, if you have to master spell, if you're like massing on cooldown for the debuffs, right? You like it's, you it's, can't you... press anything else, <laughs> otherwise you go. Yeah, in. it's like. And it's like, why does why does Halo and mind games, mind games also just strictly cost mana on top of that? Like, yeah. obviously that's because they're disc and holy spells, but like, you you've given me like buttons in my own actual DPS rotation that tax my mana, and then master spell, which is an enormous tax of mana. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, especially with powered shields like relevance on fights like that, where like you do need to survive as well. It's just it's awful. Mm. Yeah, 
I don't know. I, I really think the improved master spell talent should just reduce the mana cost like the conduit did it, in Shadowlands. It, 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 sh it should. Maybe 62% is a bit much. Obviously, that's like the result of the conduit scaling up and up and up and up and up as the expansion went on. Yeah. But like 20% would be enough. Just like yeah. enough that like it, I don't feel like I can't press buttons in between master spelling on cooldown. Yeah, and I don't want to speak too much on like holy and discs mana cost for the spell because I don't obviously know that as much. But at least for shadow, it's way too high. I think. Most most of them most of them yell at me if I ever suggest they should be pressing master spell. For it's a lot of mana even for them. Yeah, I know. I was doing broodkeeper and I was healing it. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play shadow in that fight. And they were like, yeah, just mass dispel the roots. And I'm like, I don't have, I can't do this. Like, it, it's not. I don't have mana for this. But then the a shadow is just like, long. yep, there it is. But then, you know, you can't press power yeah. shield. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit concerning. Especially on a fight like that where you want to be, like, abusing your uh, protective light up time as well. Like, and where Halo is really good and mind games is really good. Like, you have so much to be spending your mana on in that fight. Yeah. And then to kind of finish off the thought, what do you guys think about kind of Halo Divine Star staying as well? I know there was kind of, they do have some like side benefits, like Divine Star is kind of nice if you want that another global for movement that's up relatively often. It is kind of hard like to use to... with the range being 24 yards, but you yeah. know, off healing for Halo and Divine Star is good. Um, is that good yeah, enough? I'd... Is it worth it? I, I again I just the, the but, button for the sake of button is like the kind of weird this like thing I dislike about them, but mm -hmm. like they're good enough at healing and they are relevant enough that I find uses for them all over the place and I want to keep them both. Yeah. Divine Star even like despite the fact that I barely used it, I used it on Kurog and it felt like I was doing Malkarok again. And Malkarok Divine Star was um very, very silly back in the day. Yeah. I still wish we had Cascade. Like, <laughs> yeah, Cas Cascade's a very different spell to Halo and Divine Star. Old, man. It, does, it does one or the other. I, but I want it. I mean, I want it as well, but I want it for I want it to come back for not as a button for the sake of button, That's which is fair. what it would be. Someone actually did back. suggest, I don't know what you guys think, about uh, it being a choice note against Shadow Crash, I think, and having Cascade, Shadow Crash or Cascade. Yeah, I kind of... instead. I kind of like the idea of just having Shadow Crash removed and outright replaced with Cascade for similar purposes. I mean, I just hate um, Shadow Crash, so yeah. Yeah, I do as well. I'm mildly concerned about what. I mean, Cascade also is just not a button you press on single targets. So that kind of also solves that problem. Yep. Um. I. I mean, I like the idea of Cascade Bolts applying BT than just bouncing around like constantly. That feels really nice. But That's I, a cool I, don't, I don't know if we want to rely on that for VTs though. That would be maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, Cascade used Cascade used to have a target cap of sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But so it, it wasn't instant, right? Would, so like you'd have to wait to get all those targets dotted. It, it, yeah, it would. They would bounce around a bit, but like it would yeah. be based on distance. So like if the if it wasn't having to travel very far, it wouldn't take very long to bounce and dot things up. Yeah, depending um, on how it worked, it maybe it's yeah I don't know. It's, it's been so long since we played mean, with then it. Right? You can't have that. Like we can't have spread target target dotting. It does yeah, not. You, yeah, yeah, that's another thing. You can't you can't have something that mass dots everything within a forty yard range. I'd also point yeah. out that the the range of cascade is based on each individual bounce. So you could actually dot things over like a hundred yard circle. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah, so probably not a thing. But I I think in general I I'm just a fan of cascade. I would like to see it come back. But I am also a fan of cascade. Yeah said um but i would like to see it come back as something more than just press on cooldown for damage yeah we should probably go back to questions we have not done any in a while yeah let's go back to questions that was a question that was a question it was it got a lot of tangents in it but it was a question we were a 15 minute tangent yeah a little bit. all right okay
Let's see. Next. What, any other fun ones that stick out here? Let's see. Um, have a look. What do you guys think about having a Legion style void form back as a, for a single target build? Um. Um. I mean, I would love to see of... some kind of uh gameplay loop added to void form that was more than just what we have today. Like, I think yeah. adding ramp somewhere would be how you would do it. Um. I don't think they'll ever go back to the drain play style again. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to open the can of worms of Voidform Drain ever again. I think they tried to um, do that in Shadowlands and it didn't work in the beta. Do you guys remember that? I would, yeah, yes, I it do. I would, not, I would not be against them attempting that again with a bit more of an actual focus on doing it well as opposed to a half-hearted idea to placate people who wanted a talent build back. Yeah. If you wanted uh, a drain, you'd have to have the ramp also reduce insanity cost of Devouring Plague as it ramped. Or you because just have then the eventually you'd have the, the, the choice that I can press a Devouring Plague now for damage, but I won't generate insanity so my Void Form won't get extended. Yeah, or you just, or you just, have, while, choice. Or you just have while you're in Void Form, Devouring Plague turns into Void Bolt. Yeah, that works too. That also, <laughs> that that also removes better. the problem people have of like, why does my cooldown turn into a button I have to press? <laughs> Which has been like a weird but like valid-ish concern with um, Voidform for a very, very long also time. Also makes sense, because Voidform gives you full mastery, so you don't need to variant plague anymore. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like an actual way they could go. That would also give like a very distinct difference between what the what Voidform does and what um, other things do. Does. I also think that you would probably want to make Voidform into like a three-minute CD at that point. Ooh, don't say um, that again. Like three banned. minutes. We have we have two minute cooldowns. It doesn't it doesn't sync up with PI. Don't oh, do okay, that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Leave run two. A valid, valid, valid. Two minute CD would be fine at that point, but that would give it enough of a distinctive purpose for sure. And if um, you made it ramp and like juice up, it would be like a Venka Doomkin thing. You do every two minutes, but not quite as powerful. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd like that. I like the idea of that. It doesn't necessarily need it. Like my my two cents to that that. You don't actually need a drain. The whole extending by spending also does the same thing, but just in a less it does it in a less uh, visceral way. way. It doesn't hurt people as much. Let's just say it's not it's not as punishing. I think it's the way yeah, but it's also yeah. it's also less visceral, like from a gameplay perspective, which is something that True. people did really find very interesting and a big draw from Voidform was like how well the spec gave you feedback on what you were doing. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, don't know, I think I think uh, what we're what we're saying though is there's for sure more room to add more identity into Void Form that is somewhat akin to what we had in previous expansions. But like we mentioned before, if you want to double down on kind of and do that, I don't know if like spending all that time on one half of our cooldowns it, is a lot so, with Dark Ascension it, being a thing. It's like to make Shadow every all things to all people. It has to be like four specs worth of work for one spec. Yeah. And that's just it's not lot. feasible. It's a lot. Although I would love to see them go forward. I think the biggest quick fix, really, to solve the... And someone didn't ask this. Are Void Form and DA interchangeable in 10.1? The answer is un, undeniably no. You play Dark Ascension all the time. Um, yep. One small fix that I think would do enough as like a band-aid would just be to give Void Form a slap 10% damage on it. And call it a day. I'd, I'd go. I'd go dot. I'd go like dot damage on void form, or like try and make dot interactions on void form, because then you have like an actual clear DA does direct damage, void form does dot sure. damage, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, and also you'd be able to then like do I don't know the mind for the mind flay insanity, mind spy insanity 
differential like problem with globals makes it really difficult to like argue that void form should be the mind flay based build because it's kind of the opposite right now yeah but again like that's like reverse as well like like why am i why am i playing the direct damage spell alongside the um cooldown that i want to be focused on non-direct damage and that's why i said i think they should force that you don't have the real estate i don't know if they those should be two separate choices right like i think if you pick dark ascension you just get mines you know what i mean like just make them yeah like directly couple them don't make them two separate nodes just be like yep you're dark ascension i yeah i i I think at that point you're kind of like veering away from what does a want talent trees to be and i kind of it kind of just comes back to shadow priest is a special case and needs handling in the and needs special treatment well which is a very it it would be nice if they said that though right like that's that's kind of what we're saying like we're getting some some snippets of like their thought process for this you know but yeah we we i think we need more if you want us to give us like more poignant feedback but yeah i i do want i do want to just kind of like add on to this like i understand for people other people playing other specs like the shadow does not deserve more development time than other specs especially ones that are facing similar or problems with the same magnitude as shadow has we are all just wanting the best for the things that we do and spend our time on in game yeah um and unfortunately while we keep saying it's not a competition time is finite and we're uh, wishful thinking is wishful thinking it's not desire to be prioritized over anybody else yeah for sure we i mean yeah we're all just here because we care about shadow we want it to be fun i don't you know we're no one's advocating for you know moving time away from other specs to do that um it's just yes exactly us giving feedback so indeed all right we've been going for quite a while um about to hit the two hour mark um probably a good time to call it but this was really cool i'm glad we had a good discussion uh probably something we I would like to do more of these leading up to 10.1, especially as we get kind of more changes and things like that. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully we have some more stuff to talk about. If we get a build this week, maybe we do another one some more time next week. Um, maybe, yeah. Get some other people in here. I know we had some other suggestions of, of other guests to kind of rotate in. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to get away from the kind of Shadow Priest Theorycraft the Boys Club. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Any women want to come on that know Shadow Priest? Is it good? I mean, that that was more. Uh, boys Club was kind of a Boys Club was kind of meant in the like I know, non-literal I know. sense, I guess. Yeah. But. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to adding some more people um, and kind of rotating them around. Was just we haven't done this in a while. I knew we had a lot of our thoughts we wanted to get across. So anybody anybody um, want to come teach public how to PvP? Oh God. Oh man, that's a like that'd be a like, fun I, video I series. Like, more just like uh, from that from that perspective because i understand like we don't i'm not as well versed with things as i used to be i try to keep like vaguely in the know but i'm not pushing for like heroes and glads like i used to and there are individuals who i think would be really good to bring on and talk about like aspects of the game that we don't know as much about yeah especially when pitching suggestions because obviously we we throw things out that we don't always understand the pvp implications of or vice versa so yeah, would love yeah. a dialogue. That'd be a fun dialogue for sure. Maybe like Anboni or someone else. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Exactly. All right. Well, look forward to uh, future podcasts. I would like to keep doing these as time permits. But again, big thank you to folks that tuned in and then sailed their ellipsis. Big thanks for for hopping in. I know it's a weird hour for everyone, but I appreciate it. And thanks for watching, everybody. And like like I mentioned before, this will all be uploaded to YouTube later on as like an edited version if you want to watch that. Or the VOD is also up if you missed part of it. So. Yep. That's all we got for today. Thanks for watching, everybody.
and we will catch you guys later. See you with the Bye. new build that will come in a week that changes everything entirely. Yeah, watch watch for crazy new Sims, new tech incoming. Oh no.